when it's painful is when the crucified man's talking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I have, you have closed your ever in the process, which is ever in the process of renewing, renewed and remodeled into a fuller and more perfect knowledge upon him. Knowledge after the image. So the process is bringing you into what? Knowledge of him. You can't have a relationship with somebody you don't know. Jesus, you can. You have to know him. And this process can be painful or painless. Pastor Mike and I were talking over there in the conference room. And I said, listen, and, and I can tell he's called here because, you know, I can tell the ones that are called because they hear the revelation. How do you know you hear the revelation? You're writing it down. But once you hear it, you received a principle. Now you've got to apply it. I said, Pastor Mike, you heard this principle right now. You can apply it right now. And you'll never see the pain. I've, I'm telling you. I went through so much pain because I didn't have a mentor. Nobody. These pastors around here didn't, they thought I was off the chart in another alien world or something. But Jesus was the only one I could counsel with. And he don't always talk. Especially when he's already said something. If he's quiet, then he's already said something. He will not repeat himself. Oh, I feel it. A person that repeats himself validates that the word has returned. Whoa. Whoa. That's new. I just heard that. As the mic's putting out the fire over here. <laughs> Ooh, don't ask me to repeat it. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't. Because when the word's sent out, it does not return void. But the word returned void. So I got to keep repeating it. <laughs> so now I got to fill it up. <laughs> I got to be the substance. The five ministries Jesus gave to the church are in charge of developing the maturity of a believer. Every believer should be in a five-fold ministry. Now, I'm not talking, I'm talking about a five-fold in the assembly 
that's stationed there. Because you need all the anointings from those offices to bring you to maturity. Just a pastoral anointing, it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. You got to have everybody in the house. Three main principles of developing maturity. Here they are. The renewed mind. Number one is the renewed mind. Number two, the transformation of completeness. The renewed mind and the transformation of completeness. Are these on the screen? Okay. That's good. That's fine. The renewed mind and the transformation of completeness. The third one is the reformation. That's important to get that one. The reformation of a belief and a pattern that have halted you from advancement of the kingdom of God. Oh, Jesus. The reformation of a belief and a pattern that have halted you, halted the advancement of the kingdom of God. And that's those doggone nasty strongholds. When the fivefold ministry cultivates these three aspects, God brings his glory. When the fivefold ministry cultivates these three aspects, God brings his glory. So you can tell you're in a cultivated place. Somebody has cultivated the atmosphere because they've given way to their soul being cultivated. Jeremiah 4.3. Amplified. Uncultivated believers never grow up. Jeremiah 4.3. Amplified. Uncultivated believers. For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and to Jerusalem. That's us. Right? Yeah. We're the spiritual Judah. Judah prays. We praise the Lord. We're the spiritual Jerusalem. Break up your ground left uncultivated for a season so that you may not sow among thorns. Someone who is uncultivated sows among thorns and thistles. Now you know what a thorn is? Do you know what a thistle is? A thorn, thorns are fears and thistles are anxiety. That's the world. That's the spirit of the age, fruit. So that's how you know you have sown out of an uncultivated soul because you're reaping fears and anxieties. Fears and anxieties. Renew means change. 
Aren't you glad you've changed? I know everybody, somebody's you got some major change, haven't you? Amen. It means change and adjust. I love that. So the renewal of the mind is to rip out the old thoughts that reigned over our conduct and repeatedly inserted thoughts that align. You have to repeatedly insert thoughts that align with God's word. You will never get the victory until you do that. If I've given you a word to stand on or confess, you know, you need to be doing that because that's the word that's going to insert the right thoughts. And that devil comes knocking on your door. You have to understand that you have a spirit. How many understand that? You've got a spirit, soul, and body. Now the body, when the Bible talks about the body, it's talking about the five senses. The five senses. So we are saved. Pastor Mike and I just talked about this. We are saved, but not changed. When I got saved and got dropped into the kingdom, there was a level of change with me by association of being in that kingdom. Just associating with the angels around me and the Holy Spirit around me, there was an element, a measure of change. But we're talking about a change that brings the glory of God. Because the Bible says we are changed from what? Glory to glory. We are saved. And this is very important because there's a lot of questions out there with the church. We are saved by the spirit of truth. Rescued by the spirit of truth. Y'all remember that day? We are transformed and renewed by the truth of the Spirit. So all we have is the Spirit of truth in us. Until the Father reveals the Son to you, which we call revelation, now the truth of the Spirit has come for transformation and renewal. You got to be in a house where revelation is flowing. You will never change. But fivefold, fivefold has a great challenge, and that is to usher in the church to renewal and transformation. Renewal and transformation. I'm so glad God took me out of the church. He He said, "I'm taking." I was at Coastal Cathedral for a long time. I loved the church. I was an elder there for eight years. And, and, the, and God was using me for signs, wonders, and miracles. And it provoked jealousy. And God spoke to me. He said, it's time for you to leave. I'm taking the church out of a church. I'll never forget that. I'm taking the church out of a church. And that's my remnant. The ones that have chosen me. And I'm going to send them back to rescue the church. 
Isn't that beautiful? The process of renewal. Romans 12.2 in the Amplified. Romans 12.2 in, in the Amplified and the Message Bible right after that. The process of renewal. Do not be conformed. Now that's a commandment. When the Holy Spirit says, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned and adapted by its external superficial customs, but be transformed means changed by the entire renewing of, a, of your mind, by its ideas, its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself. What is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? Even the thing which is good, and acceptable, and perfect in His sight. Now, how many people in the church can prove what the will of God is? Not many. Is that right? Not many people can say. When you, when you prove the will of God, you've heard from Him, and He's going to back you up. Let's go to the message one. He's commanded us not to think. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Isn't that beautiful? Don't be, become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. It's amazing that when the spots start getting manifested, how we start looking at each other. Isn't that true? It's true. Because the demon on that spot came from somebody else. So that demon's magnified. He's looking for another person to keep him in his place. Because it takes two. That's why Jesus said minister in twos when you go out. It takes two. Come on. You'll be changed from the inside out. That's what I was talking about. He didn't say you'll be changed with pain. <laughs> you can slide right through this thing. You can be in the process of Jesus come back and won't never know that you're in that process. You'll never know it. You'll never know it. You'll never know it because God, God deals with the pain on the inside before it even touches your emotion. Praise God. Demons are attracted to negative cycles. Demons are attracted to negative cycles. Our will has to refuse to be conformed to a negative cycle. A culture around us always dragging us down to its level of immaturity. I don't care how much knowledge you have, you, you'll never grow up without revelation. Who said it? It was Solomon said, said knowledge is misery. 
Amen? Because it keeps you in a box. Revelation breaks open that box. Change is worth the effort, God said. Change is worth the effort. There are two important aspects that we must take into consideration. Here they are. Number one, there cannot be changes in our lives if we are not first renewed in our mind. We're looking for change. We're looking to get away from, from certain people. And the people will never leave us until our mind has been renewed. Because until the mind's renewed, God's going to bring new people. That was number one. There cannot be changes in our lives if we are not first renewed in our mind. It's great to quote the word, but am I walking in it? I'm walking in it. Number two, we cannot go to higher levels of God, of God's will, if we do not renew the mind. God's will is very high. It sets a high standard, a high bar. We'll never get associated with His will until we have that renewed mind. So what did Jesus say about this? Let's look at Mark 1.15. And saying the appointed period of time is fulfilled, completed. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Have a change of mind with issues and regret for past sins and in change of conduct for the better. And believe, trust, and rely on and adhere to the good news. To repent is to adjust one's way of thinking. Just adjust it a little bit. It's hard to just go from one way of thinking to another way of thinking. It's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Because we're not going to get it right the first time. And the devil will be all over you say, you'll never get this thing right. But you just keep adjusting. You just keep adjusting. A little bit at a time. And eventually the devil will know Hey, she's in a pattern now that I can't break. He's in a pattern now that I can't break. We have, we have a choice to think the way we do. Oh, I don't have a choice. The devil makes me think that way. The devil can't make you do nothing. Unless you're possessed. And you know you ain't no, no possessed Christian. Or whose Christian are you? The kingdom is near when the call to think differently shows up. <laughs> the kingdom is near when the call to think differently shows up. What is the call to think differently? What is the call to think differently? Temptation. Temptation. The devil loves to tempt people in this ministry to get them to leave like they don't fit in anymore. That's the call. That's the call right there that the kingdom is so close you could touch it. 
This is the call to think differently. Thinking differently has to be a habit. <laughs> it's got to be a habit or you ain't going to make it. We tell people in this ministry, do something for 30 days. Because it works. 30 days creates a habit. And you won't be able to break it. Just do it. Do it for I tell people to worship for 30 days and kill your flesh. Because after 30 days, you'll be in a habit. You'll be in a habit. Habits cannot be eliminated. They can only be replaced. We keep eliminating habits, but they can't be eliminated. They can only be replaced with a new habit. Well, how do we do it? We receive the word with meekness. That's the key. Humble ourselves. James 1.21 in the Message Bible. Knowledge puffs us up. Revelation keeps us humble. James uh, 1.21. That's 19 and 21. I did message. Oh, that's it. Okay, where's, where's 21? Is it up there? Okay. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and a humble, gentle, modest spirit. Receive and welcome the revelation which implanted and rooted in your cardia. He's talking about the cardia here. Contains the power to save your soul. Remember I talked about this today. Your spirit's saved, but your soul's not. The church is running around that they're saved. Uh, <laughs> the spirit's saved. The soul is not saved. It says it right here in this verse. James, um, let's see. When the soul is renewed, it yields a new life in Christ. It yields a new life in Christ. We don't have a choice but to enjoy Christ. Because we're not our own. We're His. But the church, church has gotten bored with Christ. So when you get bored with Christ, you try to drum up things to entertain. It's true. A renewed soul yields a new life in Christ. The renovation of the mind is a step towards keeping our freedom and health. This thing's got to be renovated. And God sent the Holy Spirit as the helper to renovate this thing. Many lose their miracle because they fail to renew their mind. We're talking about miracles now. We're talking about miracles. That's why there's so much um, the devil just talks about miracle ministries because people lose their miracles. Most of them lose their miracles. But it's not on God's part. It's not him. It's because they fail to renew the mind. The miracle dimension is the glory dimension. 
You can't hold on to nothing that's in the glory without a renewed mind. You've got to have it. 2 Corinthians 10.4, Message Bible. 2 Corinthians 10.4, okay. Hmm. The world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog dog out there. How many have been in the world before and felt that? <laughs> man, oh man. And they all return to their own vomit. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation. But they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God-given tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers, erecting, erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into a stru the structure of a life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. What are your tools? Remember the three tools? What are your tools? The name, the blood, and the word. The name, the blood, and the word. You can defeat every enemy. By saying, in the name of Jesus, I apply the blood of Jesus. When you talk about the blood, you better apply it. You better apply it. And the revealed word, I'm going to speak. Whatever God revealed me. So it's in that order. In the name of Jesus, I apply the blood of Jesus. And then you declare that word. Man, that kills that stronghold. It kills the stronghold. The blood and then the word. So if God has revealed to you a word, the Father has revealed his Son to you in the Scripture. Remember, that jumps off the page. Illumination, that's what I'm talking about. Then you take that illumination, that illuminated word, I call it the resurrected word, and say in the name of Jesus... I apply the blood of Jesus to whatever you're talking about, your soul or whatever it is, children. And then you declare that word over them. And that word has resurrection power on it, man. It's like a, like a bomb going in that direction, a missile. A stronghold is a fortified place. Remember those spot visions? How it goes up and it's a fortified place. A place of security and survival. This, these demons want to be secure. And you're the only one that can make them secure. Right? Because when they get cast out, they're looking for a secure place. Because there's no security in their boss. He don't love them. Those demons chose him when they fell from heaven and they realized what they got. Can you imagine 30,000 demons, 30,000 angels left the presence of God, bellowing off with love and followed Satan? 
and there's no love there? Can you imagine? No wonder they're angry. It's difficult. It's a difficult place to penetrate because it's guarded and not easily accessible. That's why that spot class is so powerful. There was a time for God to release that class. And it was the right time. Luke 11.21 When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are at peace. So what are the goods of Satan? Unforgiveness, shame, and rejection. That's his goods. He's guarding it with those defenses. Most strongholds are rooted in selfish desires. Keep that in mind. If I've got a stronghold, then I've got a selfish desire somewhere. It's rooted in selfish desires. Look at Luke um, eleven twenty four through 26 in the Message Bible, please. When a corrupting spirit is expelled from someone, it drifts along through the desert looking for an oasis. Some unsuspecting what? Soul. <laughs> so it can be devil. So it can be the devil. So it can be devil. When it doesn't find anyone, it says, I'll go back to my old my old house, <laughs> my old haunt. On return, he finds the person swept and dusted but vacant and then re runs out and rounds up seven other of his friends, dirtier than itself, and they all move in, whooping it up. Man, they're having a party now. <laughs> they're whooping it up. <laughs> That's why, in <laughs> that's why in Galatians it said, it said uh, some of the works of the flesh is the partying spirit, and they're whooping it up. That person ends up far worse than if they had never gotten cleaned up in the first place. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. So this demon brings back seven friends back. That's why I tell y'all, listen, this is very important. When, when you get delivered, and Mamie and I have talked about this, I've talked to some of y'all about this, when you get delivered, you better start meditating on that word. Because when you meditate on the word, you're inviting the person of Jesus in the house. But I, I, I'm, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. When I was young, I got delivered. I was bouncing around with full, so full of joy and happiness and all this kind of stuff. And the next two weeks, I was worse than I was the week before. These devils don't play. God delivered the demon by revelation. You keep the demon out by revelation. Worship, revelation. The demons seek re-entry. Maintenance is a necessary for protection against this kind of thing. You gotta you gotta have some maintenance going on. Meditation is maintenance. Worship is maintenance. Prayer is ma maintenance. Giving is maintenance. No devil can come near you when you are doing these things. Then after 30 days. You don't have to do it anymore because the person of Jesus 
is now in the house. Because the Father's not going to come where Jesus isn't. He's not going to come where the Word's not. The Father will not come. So the land has to be occupied. The Bible talks of this as a land. It has to be occupied with the Holy Spirit. It has to be occupied with His thoughts. It has to be occupied with His Word. Y'all in that spot class? That's a highly successful class. But it's a highly dangerous class if you do not do those three things. You can't be delivered and go on to business as usual. You got to be about the Father's business as soon as you get delivered. You got to apply the principles. You got you to apply the principles and the applications of them. Because the revelation word is going to tell you what to do. The revealed word's got instruction in it. It's going to tell you what to do. You're getting revealed word tonight. That's good enough for anything. The word of God has a name for these mentalities and patterns and ways of thinking. They come from arguments. Who likes to argue in here? I used to love to argue. <laughs> I always wanted the last word. Amen. Man, pride was in full bloom. Arguments, imaginations, arrogance, thoughts, ideas, concepts, and structures. Strongholds steal your mind, your focus, and your authority. That's what they're sent to do. To steal your mind, your focus, and your authority. These devils don't care if you got power. They care if you got authority. Because now you can, and Pastor Mike and I are talking about this today. You can't lay hands on people and try to cast out a demon. That demon might travel through your hand and come up in you. Jesus never said to lay hands to cast out a demon. He said lay hands on the sick. How do you cast out a demon? You got to speak. Come out. Study Jesus. He never laid hands on to cast out a demon. It happened the other day. Charlena said, come out. And the lady started vomiting. Now tell me, Miss Charlena's got some authority on her voice. When she goes off in tongues back here, Man, something's happening in the spirit realm because it's piercing me. It's going right through me. So she's interceding for God. Jesus is interceding through for this for this night when she's off in tongues. Y'all hear it? It's piercing. These things develop the strength. These defenses the, the stronghold has, they develop the strength of the demon. Demons drive you. God leads you. Back me and Chris. Where's Chris? He already left. I had some one-on-one on with Chris. I never know who God's going to say, call so-and-so and go have coffee with them. And just do some one-on-one. And Chris said, man, I'm just so driven. I'm driven for this and driven for that and driven for this and driven for that. And 
He probably looked at the look of my face. I said, who's driving you? Demons drive you. I used to be so driven, not knowing I was empowered by demons. Nowhere in that Bible that God says, I drive you. The only time God mentions drive is he's driving out a demon. <laughs> I get excited talking about demons. They just excite me. It's like going to the best steak dinner you could have. It's going to cast out a demon. God leads you. Satan drives you. Proverbs 23.7 in the Message Bible. Proverbs 23.7 in the Message Bible. Don't accept a meal from a tightwad. <laughs> I just talked about having a meal, right? I didn't even know I was going to say that. <laughs> Don't expect anything special. He'll be as stingy with you as he is with himself. He'll say eat and drink, but won't mean a word of it. His misery, he, his miserly serving will turn your stomach when you realize the meal's a sham. <laughs> so the demon will eat and drink with you, but it's not for you. It's a sham. In other words, fear will eat and drink with you, but fear is not for you. Anger will eat and drink with you. You go home every night and eat right, and fear is eating with you. Anger is eating with you. Paul relates strongholds to imaginations, which means... This is what imagination means. Reasoning, thought, and logic computation. Reasoning, thought, and logic computation. That's how you know a stronghold exists. Reasoning, thought, and logic computation. Human reasoning. When I say reasoning, I'm going to go to human reasoning that is controlled by the fallen nature goes against God's truth. God gave that reasoning for you to reason with the truth. Isn't that what Isaiah said? Come now and reason with me that your sins may be as white as snow. Human reason that is controlled by the fallen nature goes against God's truth conforming us to a lie. Conforming us to a lie. Now, you, you might laugh at this, but in between the church age, or let's say the age church and the kingdom age, is the stronghold age. Because everybody that comes through that door has come from the age church, and they're in the stronghold age. Because you cannot be in the age church without a stronghold. 
because strongholds are designed to hold you back. Strongholds are designed to keep you immature. How do you know you're immature? Babies complain. What baby you don't have to complain? Children complain. Stronghold, a stronghold block transformation. Revelatory teaching wars against a stronghold. Every time one of us get up here, it's revelatory. This is all revelatory. This is just as fresh for me as it is for you. It wars against, against the stronghold for change. It wars against the demonic pattern. That's why it's, if it's a true revelation, it ain't going to let up. That revelation is keep knocking at the door. It'll knock at the door till your head's bruised. But it ain't going to stop. You're going to bow down sooner or later. The apostolic anointing delivers the resurrected word into a dead mindset. The apostolic anointing delivers the revealed word, the revelation, into a dead mindset. A dead mindset is the old man's thinking. It's dead. It's dead. I can't get to a demon until, I, until the mindset is destroyed. Think about that. We can't get to a demon until the mindset is destroyed. The anointing breaks the yoke of the demon, but I can't get to him. Until the mindset is destroyed. Yes. Yes. And that's destroyed through revelation. Revelation. Once the mind mindset is destroyed by revelation, then I can successfully cast out a demon. I can successfully cast one out. Strongholds in the mind do three things. Number one, separates people from knowing God. Just because you got born again, you don't know God. Man, I wish people would have taught me this back when I got born again. The first preacher I listened to after I got born again said, if you got born again, that's all you ever get. Number two, impedes you from obeying the truth, resulting in rebellion. Impede you from obeying the truth, resulting in rebellion. And rebellion is what? Witchcraft. That's why Paul said to the Galatian church, who has bewitched you? Trying to perfect what started in the spirit with the flesh. Number three. It generates resistance to change. If you don't like to change, then you know there's a stronghold involved. If you don't like change, then you know there's a stronghold involved because, because the old man fears change. Because change changes your destiny. 
Change redirects you into the plan of God. You've got to change. And when you resist change, there's a lot of uh, leaders out there that resist change. So the people under them will never change because you'll never go past your leader. You'll never go past that leader. You'll be just like him. That's biblical. It generates resistance to change. Individuals with mental strongholds never change because they see the process as threatening. That's the old man speaking that's crucified on the cross. Still talking. Hey, don't that the process is threatening. The human mind is formed over a bundle of beliefs resistant to change. Our mind, all of these years, has been formed by, from a bundle of, over a bundle of beliefs that are resistant to change. We want all the promises of God, but we don't want to change to be able to embrace it. If we don't receive and meditate on the revealed Word of God, the strongholds... Re oh, I love this, Jesus. Listen to what the Lord said here. If we don't receive and meditate on the revealed word, the strongholds receive our disobedience and the stronghold actually meditates on your defeat. If we don't receive and meditate on the word, the strongholds receive your disobedience and they actually begin to meditate on your defeat. Oh, my God, Jesus. I'm going to say it again. I can receive the word and not meditate on it. Just because I've received it doesn't mean I've become it. Meditation, there it is. Meditation puts Jesus in the house. Puts Jesus in the soul. So if somebody's meditating on my defeat. <laughs> the whole time I'm looking for sex for approval. The demon's meditating on my defeat. All those defenses of these strongholds, once you yield to them, they begin to meditate on your defeat. And what does meditation do? It brings manifestation. <laughs> Now the old man's really talking. Now the old man's prophesying. <laughs> oh, Jesus. These are minds that are fixed and rigid. A prideful person will not admit he is wrong. This is a stronghold. They prefer to keep their ways than to than than to embrace a new way. That's a prideful person. These people are driven to destruction by the stronghold. That can't, this is pinned from the Holy Ghost. How can we renew and transform and change our mindset? Look at Jeremiah 1:10. Number one, how can you renew and transform? 
a change and change your mindset. Number one is with the apostolic anointing. Who, who knows what an apostolic anointing is? I've taught on it, huh? It's the anointing from an apostle that's coming from that office. It's a resurrection anointing. Christ was the apostle. He's the only apostle. We're just a function. But when he rose up, he rose up as the chief apostle. So it's apostolic anointing coming from an office gift of an apostle. It's a, it's a, it's a spirit that accelerates things. So that's why I'm very careful when praying for certain people because I can accelerate the demon in your life just like I can accelerate God. Because it's going to resurrect whatever's there. That's why Paul, see, Paul delivered the man that was having what sex with his daddy's wife. He delivered him over. That was that resurrected spirit. So that thing could come in maturity. Because nothing's going to die unless it matures. So his spirit could live. That's why you see things manifest in here. Strongholds are being manifested. They've got to come to maturity before they'll die. Jeremiah 1.10 says, See, I have this day appointed you to, to the oversight of the nations and the kingdoms to root out and pull down and destroy, to overthrow, build, and plant. That's what we do here. We root out, we destroy, we overthrow, and then we build and plant. Or plant and build. Apostles have a, a warfare spirit. And it's a lonely life. That's what Pastor Mike says. He it's got to be a lonely life. It is a lonely life for me sometimes. Because you can't be around everybody. You just can't. Because you'll make them miserable. They won't like you. Because they feel so uncomfortable around you. Apostles have a spirit of warfare given by God and are called to bring the full revelation of God's word to the people. See, you can get a revelation from God, but the apostolic spirit brings it into full revelation. This is how strongholds are destroyed. What time is it? Okay. One, 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 one of the marks of a true apostle is new revelation that challenges your mindset. They get you thinking. How? <laughs> Pastor Mike, I had about a two-hour meeting with him over there, man. His mind was just, I said, man, what are you thinking right now? It was constantly being challenged. <laughs> but he receives. Number two, you have to plant, sow, and edify. Number one was the apostolic spirit. Number two, you've got to plant, sow, and edify. And number three, this is how you get a change of mindset. By discipleship. This is sonship. This is how you get a change of mindset. Soul shifters. Spots class. Sonship. Those are the three classes that get you in shifting into a different mindset. And listen, your testimonies are the signs of renewal. 
transformation, change. Now you're an agent of change, an apostolic ambassador for Christ. That's why a lot of people don't like me because they have to change. When you're carrying a measure of God's presence, it demands change. The anointing of God demands death. The presence of God demands change. The anointing of God demand, demands death to the flesh. The presence of God demands change. And you can only carry the measure of the presence that your mind has been renewed. It's like a numb feeling. Like nothing. Nothing gets to you. Nothing. It's just, it's so different. It's a supernatural rest. Your mind stops thinking. When you stop thinking, he reveals. A person that thinks all the time, that's called mind idolatry. Jesus said, so a man thinks, so he is. Man, I'm trying to get my eyes off of me. If I stop thinking, then he reveals. And listen, I go through the same stuff y'all go through. You'll never know it. But we all go through the same stuff. The demons are the same today as they were yesterday. They're tormenting the same people. They're not going to let up. It's like the process is forever. But it can be joyful. You can enjoy the Lord while you're in the process, and you won't even know you're going through the process. We have to be glory carriers. We've got to be glory carriers. Don't forget about the Miracle, Miracle and Healings Conference in Hinesville at the Arts Center and Thursday night and Friday night. God is going to move in that place. He, he, I never heard of, I said, Lord, how do you want me to prepare? And he said, go to the book of Ezra. Ezra. So I read Ezra. And Ezra did a fast. And he said, you got to do the Ezra fast and your people. And what was the Ezra fast? It, it, three things. Three things. It gives guidance. It protects your children. And it protects your possessions. Because when you're in, going after miracles in the miracle realm, the devil's coming after you. And what does he go after? Your children and your possessions. The Ezra fast, if you want guidance. And how do I know? How do you do it? The Holy Spirit told, told me to do liquid. Everybody do liquid on the day. And one meal at night for three days before the conference. That's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
That's it right there. Mon this Monday it starts. So liquid means water, juices, you know, things, just liquid. And then one meal, not second helpings. And that's what Kristen, when he said, well, you didn't tell us that. He had to like three helpings. So he, he, he did all the meals in one meal for the day. <laughs> Chris, oh, Lord, I love Chris. Um, but, but when you do the Ezra fast, you're speaking that word, those scriptures. And, and Charlene, she's sending this out. I asked her to send it out to everybody. She did? Okay. You got those passages that talks about Ezra. It's in there. We need to declare those passages as we are fasting. Amen. Guidance, protection of children, and possessions. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Any questions? We we have to understand that we've got to be changed. And understand how to keep the change. Amen. When I say keep the change, you can't lose your change. You can just pollute it. In other words, the change can happen. But if you don't do the maintenance, worship is the best way to do maintenance. Because I think it's in the book of John, it says, Worship your worshipers are purified through worship. So when you get into worship, you are that last man on that chart right there. That's what that's what the devil sees. That's why he leaves. All his agreement just got paired off of you. Because the spirit gets magnified on the inside. Bellowing off of you. Amen. Any questions? Y'all got this? Y'all got it? Stay in that spot class. If you're in that spot class, stay in it. You're not going to be the same person at the end of the year. You'll be a glory carrier. Amen. You want to? We can we can play a couple songs. We just close with a couple songs. Do the um the uh the Julie True that I had on at the end. I'm not sure. What's the name of that album? Brooklyn. Go ahead and turn it up. Because you want you want to worship God before and after because it seals it seals what's been taught. So y'all can worship. <laughs> 